I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, Season 5 Best Bits. First things first, I have got a bit of a cold. I'm not feeling very well, so I'm sorry if I sound so nasal. I'm hoping you guys can get past that and just enjoy the app because it is a blinder. It's a little look down memory lane from all of my favourite moments from Series 5, and it has been a really good one. <laughs> so first up is the gorgeous Jack Jossa. She paid me such a lovely compliment. Jack said I looked like I had a kind face. I feel like that is up there with an elite compliment. <laughs> so we spoke about loads of stuff, including our our shared experience of being queens of the jungle. Yes, Jack. I prefer you with no makeup on. Fuck off, Jack. Yeah, whenever you do your stories and you've got no makeup, I think you look so lovely. You're Honestly. so nice. You're no, you so do, though. nice, Jack. You do. Obviously, you look lovely glam. Don't get me wrong. You do look amazing glam. But I don't know, there's something you just look so kind. Oh, kind of face. If we're admitting things, when you first came on today, I was like, the shape of her face is fucking unreal. <laughs> that is literally my first thought. No, <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> it's your cheekbones and your jawline. I was like, oh, <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, look at us. Compliments everywhere. Flying Just about. Sucking each other <laughs> off all over my podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> Right, so you are boring now, you are mm-hmm. so happy, you are in that like dull married stage, but you can't deny your relationship has come under like so much speculation. Why do you think the press are so obsessed with you? Do you know what? It's really weird for me to... I don't know. T- to be honest, if you, I started at 17 in this industry yeah. as an actress and, and I didn't realise, and, and to be honest, at the beginning, it wasn't a thing that people would care about your your private life because when I started on EastEnders, it was all about Lauren Brannan and it was, even though I was in the streets, I would be called Lauren Brannan. I was never (laughs) called my name for five, six years. And I think it was Instagram, really. 
I kind of just got loads of followers and was like, didn't really know what it I was like, wow, like compared to other people in EastEnders, loads of people. Yeah. Was, and I thought, wonder why, what the hell? But, and then I guess, I don't know, I, people were just intrigued, obviously started dating Dan and people were, I had a previous relationship before and he was in EastEnders and no one gave a crap about that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think then, mate, and like, so I think because obviously Erkan, like, bless him, uh, ex- excluding a brief furore into the world of Towie for, like, all of five minutes. Like, he's a normal, nice guy. So do you think it's, like, the power couple dynamic, like, the fact that you're both famous, the fact... Or do you think it's more the reality TV thing? Because I'd be dead interested to know if there's a difference between the way actors' relationships are perceived and the way, like, oh, hang on, just it's reality TV, then all of a sudden... You're fair game. Yeah, As soon as you date someone in the reality TV world, you are fair game. And that's what I realised really quickly. I went, what, five years with nothing. Nothing but... <laughs> just what, peace. <laughs> just pure peace, making my dollar, <laughs> living my best life, but, like, quite privately... Yeah. And I, you know, I would get drunk and fall out of clubs because I was that age, but yeah. it wasn't, like, so very intense, you know. Yeah. Whereas as soon as I started dating Dan, it was it was different Full because yeah. people just wanted to know, which I, I didn't really get because I don't We've always just been really normal. Like, we are actually a really normal couple, you know? Yeah, you can say that, mate, and you can say the love you've got for each other. Like, even just really recently, that post you did about unboxing, like, you can see how much you love him and how normal your relationship is. So it is crazy, the interest, the speculation, but I think you're onto something there. It's definitely reality TV. <coughs> because you, if you're on reality TV, and you will know, you... You do sell your soul slightly, don't you? Oh, 110%, mate. You essentially for, sign away your right to privacy. And for me, doing the jungle was a, a real, for me... Different experience. I felt that it was really difficult because mm. I was like, as much as I am kind of now treated like a reality star, I have never done reality yeah. up until that point. I've only been on EastEnders. The only time I've ever been on telly was to talk about EastEnders or... So I had never really, like, done, I was treated like I was. Everybody yeah. knew my whole life and what, tried to make me crumble in front of paps and all of that, but I never actually had taken the steps to be in a reality show. And so doing The Jungle was like, do you want to take control of it or yeah. just continue to allow people to have their visions of you, Yeah, write what they want, and you've never really shown the real you? And that... That's why I did the jungle because I just was fed up. I was bored of looking like some wet fish that just gets walked all over. I was like, do you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. I just want to go and have fun, challenge myself. But then you did. And like, that's the beautiful thing about the jungle, I think. And like, for me, so I went in for, even though really different reasons, Jack, like a similar end goal, I suppose. So, I was on Geordie Shore beforehand and everyone saw me as this person. Like, they assumed I was angry. They assumed I was aggressive. They assumed I was <clears throat> this, like, constantly drunk, tiny Geordie woman. Um, <laughs> actually, they thought I was massive, which is every, when everyone meets us, they're always like, you're so small. I'm like, it's the TV. Um, so, yeah, so they thought all these things. And then I was given the opportunity to do the jungle. And I thought, you know, I'm going to change this narrative. 
I'm going to show everybody that there is more to me than like slut dropping and downing tequilas and fucking shouting in fellas' faces. Like you, you really did though. You really oh. did. But then you did as well. Like whatever the narrative of you was beforehand, whether it was you know whatever anybody perceived you to be, what they saw of you, Jack, was not a victim. Was not was someone who was happy. Someone who was strong. Who was someone who was like comfortable in their own skin and a great mom and a happy wife and all these things. And that was when did you realize your power? Then did it feel good? Mm. I think it was interesting. Just you would have thought the same. Being in there with no social media, no nothing. That was like the best thing for me because it was just like I had to like speak to myself, I had to chat to myself, get to know myself again, and just be like, <laughs> I'm actually pretty cool, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm actually quite funny. Like I'd make myself laugh and be like, Nah, I'm funny, and I would just like surround myself. They, I had such a brilliant like group of people in there that I think we're all going through a similar kind of journey. I just loved it so much. Isn't it the best thing ever? Oh, Jack, honestly, like I am. Um... And you're closer to your experience than I was because you were just like two years ago, really, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're closer to it. You will get to where I am eventually. But at the moment, I know the stage you're at. Are you jealous when people go in? I thought I thought I would be, but I'll yeah. tell you why I'm not, because they're in the castle. Oh, okay, so they're not getting the exact same experience. So yes, in yes, my head, yes. I'm still the queen of the jungle. <laughs> Because they're the queen of the castle and there's room for two. I'll take it. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely. You off you, you sneaky bitch, right? You off you've got three years as the reigning queen of the jungle. Get on this, mate, right? So obviously I'm thinking, all right, I'm queen of the jungle for a year, I'm gonna smash it, I'm gonna make the most of it, blah blah blah. And who knows? There might even be a king like the year after me. So I could get two years as being like queen of the jungle. <laughs> no, year after me, Scarlet Moffat. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Dark-haired, funny Geordie bird. Vicky, you're done. <laughs> there is a weird thing, though, isn't there? I don't know whether it's something we should admit or not, but I don't know if you've maybe even spoken about it because you're super honest, but there is a weird thing of feeling super relevant and then and then it just going away and you kind of feel like, oh, no one cares about me anymore. <laughs> 110% Jack like it's so and I I have spoke about it like me and Fern laugh about it like it was I think did you have like a jungle bestie um Caitlyn Jenner <laughs> <laughs> you fuck off how do you get Caitlyn Jenner and I get Fern McCann <laughs> she, she actually said to me oh you really remind me of my daughter Kylie and I was like <clears throat> And then I said, and I don't think it made the show, and I was, like, fucking fuming. I said, what, what is it the looks or part of me resembles Kylie Jenner? I'd love to know. But apparently she said my personality. Oh, so no shade to Kylie Jenner, right? But, like, I feel like you're loads more fun. I don't know. I, I love Kylie. I love her. Yeah. Oh, I so reckon I've... she's a right laugh. You know, so honestly, like, who am I to judge? Because look at me just complaining about preconceived notions of me. Like, we only have what we see of Kylie. Mm. So, yeah, I'd love to think she's a hoot. I actually feel like Chloe's my fave, but... Oh, yeah, love Chloe. Love her. But, yeah, so me and Fern, we always talk, like, for a while, I was like... I just fucking can't watch it, mate. Like, straight after, obviously, I went and presented it and the after show and then, like, always keep my 
like dip my toe in with like bits on this morning and stuff but I said to Fern I was like I really struggle to watch it mate because I'm watching these people like have these amazing experiences and forge these incredible friendships and watching them like lose weight like you know what I mean and on the lead up to Christmas everyone else is just like oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so I'm getting fat I'm watching all these like all these celebs getting skinnier and having and thinking god you're gonna have the year I had after when mm. like God, everybody wants you and you're so relevant. And it's, do you know, it's a double-edged sword because I whinged that, like, oh, God, I couldn't do anything and the press, uh, like, were all over us. But it, 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 we're in this industry for a reason. We obviously like it to a certain extent. So, mate, I totally get it. And, like, it's so normal. It is really normal to feel that way. Mm. But, like, but, I mean, look at you, Jack, three years. It's going to be going into three years and you're still as relevant as ever. Oh, thanks, Joel. So are you. Oh, cheers, mate. I do try. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Next up, it's the squeaky clean Mrs. Hinch. (laughs) You guys went absolutely crazy for this episode and I'm not surprised. She is an internet phenomenon, but even more than that, she's just a really nice woman. So here she is talking about Mr. Sheen. A lot of it come from my mum and the fact that we was very, very lucky, me and my sister, that we didn't actually have to lift our finger much. Um, so when I did eventually buy our house and we moved in, I didn't have a clue what I was doing, Vicky. Like, my mum had a bit to of a show shock. me. Huge yeah. shock. Well, I had to come round to my first flat when we moved out, show me how to work the washing machine, show me how to clean the plugs. Like, she showed me everything because I didn't have a clue because, bless her, she, she used to do it all. And I... So I'm just, yeah, I learn it all from scratch and I bloody love it. I love it all. I love it. I, I often think, right, that, God, so I often, I believe, tidy house, tidy mind. And like, so I am not a very tidy or clean person at all. Like, I think, I, I think I, I like organised chaos. Like, I need to know what everything is. But as long as I know where it is in the pile on the floor, like, I'm good to go. Like, I actually, 
and I need some, I really do need some tips because I feel like, you know, when it builds up mm. and you haven't done, the, the counters are a bit of a mess and Milo's dragged something else in the house and destroyed another cardboard box. I do get a, I feel it like the anxiety. You do feel it, rise. yeah. No, you yeah. do, you do. I'll, I'll be yeah. honest, my house at the moment is an absolute, uh, like, tip. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> obviously, having two kids has hit me like a ton of bricks, but even without that, like, with Henry, I don't think people realise how dogs walk around and just literally destroy everything mm. as they go. Um, yeah. So my house is actually really quite bad at the moment. Um, but what I would say is the other day I started to feel like a bit of a something's not right. I, I couldn't settle. I couldn't relax. And I realised it was because everywhere I was looking, there was something that I didn't like where it was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I was just thinking, right, I can't see my worktop. I can't even see my floor over there because everything's out. So I literally picked one room in the house and it was just the downstairs cloak room, the toilet, which is the smallest room, but who gives a shit? Um, anyway, we, we, I went in room. there. Yeah, still a room. And I went in there and I said, I'm going to absolutely blitz this to an inch of its life. And then light a candle at the end, because that's my little signature finished. Um, yeah. And I felt, I, I, I literally stood in there for quite a while. And when the boys were asleep, I just sat on the loo thinking, this is it. Like, this is good. <laughs> Um, but it, I would say just literally one, just think of one room, ignore, forget the rest of the house exists. Yeah. Get yourself a to-da list ready so you can write down everything that you've done and you haven't planned on doing so you can give yourself yeah. a good, you know, pat on the back and just <laughs> just pick one room. Doesn't matter what room it is. And when you've done that, the sense of achievement, and it gives you that little buzz of wanting to do the rest of the rooms now. Like, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is right. I know, because I do, I get overwhelmed, mate. Like, you just go, the house is a fucking tip. I need to walk the dog, like your clothes are everywhere, blah, blah. And you like everyday life, so life, it just weighs really heavy and makes us stressed out. But I do, I need to like pick it off one by one and tick things off individually. Yeah. That's a very good tip. <laughs> you'll you'll realise you enjoy it a bit more as well that way because it doesn't seem as big of a task, you know? Oh, so do you still find cleaning like really cathartic then? Like obviously based on that story, I'm assuming you do. I do, I do. I love, I clean a lot to keep my mind busy. I think people think that sometimes I clean because I've got an OCD, um, which is, I know is very popular out there and a lot of people do suffer with it. And it's actually really hard for people that do have them and not too sure how to overcome it. But for me, I'm fortunate, I'm fortunate enough not to have an OCD. However, I do find a lot of comfort and a lot of relaxation through the feeling of a hinged or a cleaned room you know and, yeah. and and it's nothing I mean like now I literally the house is a tip I can show you and I feel I don't feel like anxious, anxious or stressed no not or... because of that but I know that when I start to feel like it for any other reason I'll get up and start cleaning and tidying it so for me to be like messy isn't too bad because then when I do have one of these little panics that seems to just come out of nowhere I don't know what triggers yeah. them I, I will never know um I'll get up and work on it all and it's there ready. It's like my little comfort of setups that is ready for me to just go in and clean it. And I need some dirt around the house. Otherwise, what am I going to clean? You know? That's just it. So when you do have those moments of stress or anxiety or whatever, you can calm yourself with your cleaning and yeah. settle. Yeah, that's perfect then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So I think to myself, people, I've seen a couple of things online. I know you shouldn't read things and I've, tr- I've come away from that. I'm trying to get a thing of skin. You have to, don't you? But... There's been a couple of times where I've read things like, you know, um, her children are not allowed to make a mess. No one can go in there without taking their shoes off. You've got to wear plastic bags on your feet and all this shit. And I'm thinking, where where has this come from? Like, I'm actually really quite messy, but I enjoy just cleaning it up when it's like it, you know? And yeah. I can't, it's, it's a case of, it's like anyone has a hobby that they enjoy that other people may not enjoy. It doesn't make them a freak because of it, you know? No. And I feel like some people just get that a bit, a bit wrong, but... 
Never mind. If anything, Soph, like what you're doing is completely normalizing this. Like, even just look at what my sister said. You know, like, I'll go around to Laura's and I'll be like, smells unreal in here. Hello, what you've been doing? She's like, I had a morning off, Vic. I've bleached the baths. I've, I've lit a candle. I've hoovered. I've put me, she's got this special dust she puts on the carpet and then hoovers yeah. it up. Like, makes it she's like obsessed with it all. And I'm like, that's what you chose to do. We are morning off, kid. And she's like, Vicky, I feel so much happier than I've yeah. done it. Like, yeah. everybody's got something that brings them peace and calms them. Like, I couldn't understand these lasses who are like, oh, fucking I'll have the morning off, so I lashed a 5K. Oh, fuck off. Like, you know, that's not how I calm down. But for some people, it really is, and we shouldn't judge. So in terms of, like, people trolling you and that stuff, like, I just wanted to tell you, you know, it doesn't matter how kind you are, how nice you are, how much of a good person, a brilliant mom, like, anything... People will find something to criticise you for. And, like, oh. I've had it in the neck a bit recently, like, and I've, I've come out on my platform and said, you know, I don't know I don't know what I do to upset you, and I, I, I'm just going to distance myself and take a bit of a step back yeah. from this because I can't seem to do anything right. But it still hurts, doesn't it? You just think, oh. It does. Do you know what? Little example. The other day, um, there was something called a Harvest Festival at Ronnie's school where I remember it really, really vaguely from when I was little when my mum sort of reminded me of it again. But basically you take in like a tin of food or pasta to school and then they create like a big display of it all and it's donated at church like to help those that are in need of it all. That's lovely. And it's so nice. And obviously as a first time like school mum, as soon as Ronnie comes home from school with his little book bag, I'm in there like, oh, what's in here today? And there's a letter in there saying Harvest Festival, like... Next time you come in, just bring a tin of food. Anyway, I decided to do a Harvest Festival shop, like, for yeah. the nursery. So I went to Tesco with Jamie. We set ourselves, like, a budget and and said, we'll reach that and we would have got a good lot of food for that amount with tins and whatever. So we said to ourselves, right, we'll set £100. Won't go over it, won't go under it, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get what we can get. So we got it all together and... Everyone, and then went in and gave it in and they were so grateful, Vicky. Honestly, oh, their, their hearts, their eyes, that. they were just so grateful. Yeah. And then people saying to me, so if this Harvest Festival thing, what can I actually take? Like, what, what can I take? Is this okay? Is that okay? People that genuinely just didn't know. And I thought, yeah. I took a picture of everything that I had so that it, they could see the different options of what they could go and get because I had a letter to follow. Anyway, then I get like a barrage of abuse for how do you think this makes parents feel that only give their child one tin to take oh. in? Can't do right for doing and wrong, And I thought, miss. do you know what Can I should have done? I should have just... I don't... Like, I would have got abuse otherwise for her saying, oh, so you've only go- donated one tin. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, and I thought... All your money and you've only got, gave a pack of yeah. eight material... Yeah. So I, and that was, it was just an example of me just... Yeah. And I looked at Jamie and, do you know what? I'll be honest, I, I burst out crying in the car oh, and said to him... I just can't do anything right for these people. And he said, no. you never will. He said, so don't no. worry about it. We've done what we wanted to do because we wanted to do it. We didn't go in there and say, we're going to do this because we can. And we're going to, and yeah. we didn't even go silly, silly. We we, we set up a mark so that we yeah. could it make sure so it was reasonable yeah. and whatever. And I understand that, you know, when I was younger, my mum said, I said to mum, what did I used to take in? She went, a tin of soup and your sister would take in a bag of pasta. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> Fine, no problem with that. But it's the fact that I want to, I, I, I'm very privileged to be able to give a little bit more than what I used to. So yeah. why shouldn't I? Like, so I just said to Jamie, you can't win. And I went on my stories and I said, guys, I can't fucking win. I said, so I'll keep it all anonymous. Anything I do, charity wise, is anonymous from now on. Uh, see you later. That was it. And they went, good on you, so have some time off and tell them to themselves. And I was like, all right. <laughs> Better not yeah, say but that, that, but... Yeah. You know. but well, I mean, you're probably a bit better than me. I actually probably would say it. I think, like, like, 
there's this saying, and I use it a lot, and it's, I, I think it was Lucy Spragan who told me, but I don't think she, I don't think she coined it. I think it's like a famous saying. Anyway, it's that you can be the juiciest peach on the tree. You can be ripe and fuzzy and super desirable and everybody wants to eat you. You are the best peach on that tree. But then, you know, someone will just come along who doesn't like peaches. And that's what we have to understand. Like That's you so can, true. That's yeah. so true. You can just be the nicest person and like your feed can be full of wholesome, lovely things, Soph. And you can always endeavour to like support other women and be kind and inspire and fill people full of hope and lovely, positive things. And you know what? Someone will come along who just sees something in you and is irritated by you. Whether that's because you show them something that they aren't or whether it's just born of pure jealousy, there will always be someone who you are just never going to please. And we need to stop fixating on them and fucking focus on all of the thousands of millions of lovely people who, so who do you, for you, you are an inspiration to them. Bless, amazing. I, I honestly, I, they are, they are all that matters. And mum says to me, yeah. they are all that matters. Focus on them and screw the rest. And I, yeah. I, I promise. I, do you know what? My skin's getting thicker-ish over time, but it's still not. It's been three years. I think it takes. I mean. Vicky, you've been in the public eye for a lot longer than me, and I'm sure, like, it takes a while, doesn't it, to... Ten years last, and I'm still a total fanny. <laughs> like, ten years. I swear to God, someone the other day, I could see them in my comment section, two people having a, a conversation about how I didn't deserve Milo, how I was a terrible dog mom, how he had no boundaries, how he was acting out because he had no routine, how it, they were going to get in touch with dogs' trust. Mm. And tell them that they should take the dog off. As I could see them having the conversation. So you know what, disgusting. mate? Sat and cried. Sat and cried. So I haven't quite got it licked yet, lass. But when are we ever going to get our heads around people being nasty no. to you? Like, it's not... You shouldn't have to get used to it either. So I'm with you on it. And I like people say, if you're not... If you haven't got that mindset of being able to treat people like that, you're never going to understand it. So yeah, that's what's reassuring the fact that, personally, I, I could not go to bed in this bed at night, lay there... And think I have given someone a stomachache from saying something so sickening yeah. and so vile that it's made them go to bed crying to themselves with an upset stomach of nerves. You know that stomach ache that yeah. makes you feel in the in the pit of, of your stomach. stomach. Yeah. 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 If I thought I'd done that to someone, I would look at myself and think, "You not like what? Yeah. Awful person." So I don't understand the way they think. I don't get it, but. In a way, you've got to take comfort from that, knowing that your mum raised you right, knowing that you're a lovely lass, and like you just haven't got that mentality, you haven't got the capability to make someone feel upset and bad about themselves. I suppose, in a way, we should be, we should take comfort from that. We should. Thank you, Vicky. <laughs> Another one of my all-time favourite guests, not even just favourite guests of season five, was Chloe Brockett. So honest, so self-aware for someone so young. And here she is talking about how she owns bringing the drama back to Essex. That's me, girl. Regardless of whether people love you or hate you or whatever their opinion is of Chloe Brockett or who, at least who they think Chloe Brockett is, <laughs> yeah. you can't argue, mate, that you are fucking... You, you've brought some life to this show. Haven't <laughs> you? Without a doubt, man. Like, I was just saying to my producer before, like, I... Like, when I try and catch Terry and everything, and I watch it, I love it. But, like, when I don't watch it, I catch up on Instagram. Like, I follow yeah. the account. And, like, if ever I'm scrolling and I say a clip with you, I know it's going to bang. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, she is. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a big one. It's going to be good. Like, you're entertaining to watch. Do you Thank feel... You. 
is that just who you are like Mm. every day are you the drama with your mates or are you doing that specifically for the show um I feel like with like Chloe Meadows she's one of my best friends she always says that when you watch me on the show and then you see me on a normal night out she's like you're so like not timid but I'm quite quiet I wouldn't want to cause any drama on a night so I hate stuff like that I hate arguing and I really don't like it if I was to fall out of one of my friends in real life I'd be so upset but with Towie it's my job and everything I do I take really seriously and if I feel like this needs to be good then I'm gonna make it good if I have a little inkling of a storyline I'm gonna Uh drop it in there (laughs) I'm gonna make that and it just needs to be done you know what it's like we're making a show at the end of the day and even though it's reality we still need to drum it up like I grew up watching the hills and I yeah. bloody loved it. And I was like, this is so good. So if yeah. I can be like Spencer out of the hills, I'm going to be like Spencer. <laughs> so you then actively take on that very controversial and divisive role. And you know that's going to come with mm-hmm. its criticisms, you know? Yeah. Um, that's an awful lot of pressure for a young yeah. girl. Like, yeah. does it get to you sometimes, Chloe? Um, There's a lot of pressures, don't get me wrong, there is. And also... A lot of the pressure I put on myself, I'm fully aware of that. I could go on to Towie and just have an easy ride if I wanted to. Yeah, majority yeah. Of the ca- majority of the cast members do. But <laughs> I... Just robbing a living. <laughs> hoping to have an argument with Chloe B this week. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, I could do that if I wanted to. I could sort of just play it safe and it could be, you know, easy viewing and nice watching. But for me, who wants to see that? I've yeah. grown up watching reality TV. I've grown up, you know, I used to watch Georgia. I used to see you and be like, oh, she's going to have a ride. Like, and it's what yeah, people want to see. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, and it is. And as much as people love the light and the comedy, and I'm aware of that fully, people also live for the drama. Because if yeah. they didn't, then they'd be watching Downton Abbey. Do you know what I mean? And that's and that's why I try and bring it on Towie. And it, of course, it's hard sometimes, like, when you read a comment, it's the ones where they talk about you so personally as if they yeah. live next door to you. Like, mm. I think someone said, oh, Brock is at it again, being vile. And it's like one of them ones and you think, fuck off. Like, you <laughs> don't know me. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, sometimes yeah. it can really bother me. But I've got this thing where I try and imagine a troll to be like sitting in their like living room eating like a plate of um, like spaghettios and shouting yeah. at their wife. And that's, that's what I've imagined every troll to be like now. That's it for part one, but tune in for part two where we'll be listening back to some of my favourite chats with Vogue Williams and none other than my best pal, Pete Wicks. See you soon, guys. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.